0: Today, I wanna talk to you about the things you're unwilling to do that create the ceiling you're currently pushing against. Okay, you right now have things that you are not willing to do. Hey, I'm the reluctant book marketer, and I've got just one question for you. Do you see your novel as a million dollar asset? Because if you don't, and you want to, you're in the right place. This is the only show for novelists who want to shift their mindset away from fear and toward abundance. Because you can sell more books than you ever dreamed when you believe in what you're doing. I'm gonna guess that I know at least one of them right off the top of my head. It's cold outreach. Almost nobody is willing to do cold outreach. And and I understand it's easily the most uncomfortable marketing tool in your tool belt. And why do I say that it's a marketing tool? Uh, Some people might consider it advertising because you're going to be asking for a sale. You have a book, You're going to talk to somebody cold and you're going to ask them, buy my book. And it's going to feel really uncomfortable. Most of you won't do it because of that discomfort. And at the same time, you'll have a list of excuses as to why you don't do it. I don't ask people to buy my book because I don't know if they're my listener and I should absolutely be talking to my niche reader and I should spend all this time researching. But the problem is, you know what you don't get if you research? sales you don't sell books for researching and maybe you're one of those people who is going to quote the supposed abraham lincoln saying if he had six hours to chop down a tree he'd spend five sharpening his axe if he actually said that that's cool he still chopped down a tree in six hours how long have you been making your book Okay. You did all the planning. You did all of the thinking. You did all of the strategizing over that period of time. You've been doing some of the brand building for all this time. All the research about who you are as an author. And you've been building your platform. At least, I hope you have. I hope you've been building your platform. Because if you haven't, that's a whole other podcast episode. You need to begin to get comfortable with whatever your ceiling is and it might not be cold outreach for you you might not be afraid of talking to somebody uh, that you just run into on the street maybe you're afraid of reaching out to the authors who have impact in your world and asking them to collaborate with you maybe you're comfortable reaching down And I know it's a taboo phrase, like there's up and down. Maybe I'm more successful than you, but less successful than her. I can't tell you what words to use, but I promise you, you have a hierarchy in your head and you might not be comfortable talking about it in public. You might try to say we're all equal and everything's the same. But if you walk into a room And Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, not sure how to pronounce his name. Same with Jonathan Lethem, Lethem, Latham. I've heard his name pronounced many different ways. And I swear he's even pronounced it differently. I go off on these tangents. If you walk into a room with Ursula Le Guin, if you walk into a room with any of those authors, she's passed sadly, but uh, in the time, you're going to feel the sense of accomplishment that those authors have had and you're going to clam up unless you're just an extremely naturally extroverted person. Everybody gets excited. I have heard celebrities say that they were scared to interview with Joe Rogan. Um, So yeah, we all get nervous. Maybe that's your fear. Maybe that's your ceiling is that there's somebody right now that you have enough of a connection with that you could reach out to that person and you could ask them, How can they help get the word out for your book? It's not a disease, but a lot of us feel like it is. A lot of us feel like asking for help is this like sign of weakness. But if nobody else is doing it, maybe it's strength. Maybe asking for help shows that you have a desire to get what you have out to the world. I don't know. Actually, I do know it is a sign of strength and you should be doing it. Yeah, I said, should I'm going to continue to say should I backed away from the word should for a little while, just as a, as a bit of an aside, I backed away from the word should for a while, because how am I going to tell you what to do? And what's right for your life? Well, the thing is, If you're listening to this show, you've already admitted you want to sell more books. And the way you want to do that is by changing your mindset. And if I can talk to you about mindset and the things that I'm doing that are being successful for me in pre-ordered copies of my book, which technically aren't launched, but I already have hundreds of commitments to buy this book. That's only hundreds, but again, it's not pre-launched. I've only reached out to people that I think are a perfect fit right now. I'm going to go cold cold, freezing, cold outreach. I'm going to knock on doors, just like I ask you to do. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to ask some people to please help me get the word out about this book. I'm going to do all the things that I'm asking you to do, and I'm asking you to get ready for your mindset. And I'm saying you should do these things. If you want to sell your book, you can't count on book siren or BookBub, uh, And if you're a traditionally published author, those are two platforms where self-published authors get together and join mailing list forces to get their name out there. It's awesome to build up your mailing list and you can make a reasonable income from having a large mailing list. And you should Have a large mailing list, should, should, should. I think the episode title will be, You Should Do This. All right, so the ceiling that you're dealing with right now is the thing that you're afraid to do. And it's time to set the fear aside. It's time to get out there. It's time to confront your limitations and do what you're uncomfortable doing. There are going to be times when doing those things have negative consequences. So I'll tell you about a couple of my negative consequences. I've done some cold outreach to authors on Twitter that I think would be a perfect fit for my podcast, for my book. And uh, a couple of them have used some expletives that I'm not going to repeat because I've tried to stay fairly PG most of the time. But uh, the F word, uh, they've called me the C word, actually. One, one gentleman really surprised me. And I don't need to mention his name, but I won't be reading his books. Um, and I hope that karma comes back and you don't either because that's, that's rough. But you are going to get pushback. Here's the other thing that's going to happen to you. It's more insidious and it's more painful and it makes you doubt yourself. I woke up this morning doubtful. Uh, I had to spend the first two hours of my day, like pumping motivation into my brain through some podcasts that I listened to um, because I started to wonder if the people who were doubting my methods and the people who were saying, you know, um, you're, you're being selfish. Somebody called marketing ultimately selfish. And, and I thought maybe I am being selfish. Maybe Maybe I just want my own name to be famous, and that's all this is about, is just being super famous. Uh, A guy I'm actually really close to suggested to me that if my only reason for wanting to get my novel out there is because I believe it's a great book and people will love it, that that's selfish and nobody will jump on board with my brand. Time will tell, because really, why be a novelist if having people read your novel isn't the main thing? I mean, yeah, I, I hope that when you read my book, some of the mental struggles, some of the uh, social issues that I bring up that, you know, my my main character is a woman who's fighting against men in a men's world. And she's very feminist. And I hope that readers take away from that a feminist message, a, 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 a message of equality. I really actually hope that I struggle with religious themes in my books because I grew up religious. And so my characters tend to kind of wrestle with those things. I hope people can benefit from that. That's all great. Those are all like in my head when I write my novel, But I'm not thinking about one thing. I'm thinking, I really want people to read this book because it's damn entertaining. If you can say it on TV, it's not a curse word. I'm really at this place in my life right now where I recognize what I want is to put a million copies of this novel, not the nonfiction book, although I want to put a million copies of that in your hands as well, but the novel, the one that everything is going to culminate in, the one that I'm going to celebrate and shoot fireworks off for when that one gets published, I want a million copies to go out into readers' hands. And I want you to want your book to sell a million copies. And I want you to embrace the fact that it is a real thing that you can do. And I want you to have the ability to say to other people, there's nothing wrong. With wanting to sell a million copies. There's nothing wrong. And set your expectations super high. Go ahead, set them up there. You will not disappoint yourself if you fail to reach a million copies. You won't disappoint yourself. You won't run out of steam at 550,000 copies sold. You won't run out of steam at 7,000 copies sold. You know when you're going to run out of steam? It's when you say, I just need to set my expectations at a reasonable level. And since I know the average book only sells well, gosh, it changes every day, but maybe five copies, 10 copies, 50 copies, 500 copies. If you just have manageable goals and you don't hit those manageable goals, you're gonna be disappointed. There's actually been a research study and I will link it in the show notes where scientifically proven, peer reviewed, double blind, all the good stuff, the closer you get to a goal, the harder it is to achieve. So if you are trying to lose weight for Christmas right now, I bet you're losing weight. But when you hit Thanksgiving, boy, oh, all bets are off. You are probably not going to be losing much weight between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And that's not because there's treats and goodies and snacks around. No, there's always been treats and goodies and snacks around. You've been going to the lake with your buddies and there's been beer and there's been vodka, chasers, jello shots, whatever crazy parties y'all are having out there. I don't know. But anyway, you've been going to these things and, and saying no, saying no. You maybe even been doing intermittent fasting, gets to eight o'clock. You really, really want one last tasty bowl of ice cream and you say no, but then suddenly Thanksgiving hits. You're close to the goal. You're almost there with your weight objectives and boom, right off the cliff. It happens to a startling amount of people. The closer you get to your objective, the harder it is. I don't want to get way off on what we're talking about, but I just want you to feel comfortable making massive goals and really committing to them. Even if it's ludicrous, if you want to set your goal at 10 million, please set your your goal at 10 million, 10 million copies, sold 10 million followers on Twitter, 10 million followers on Instagram. There is a a young woman here in Nebraska, in Omaha, who is super duper famous. I just found out about her from my wife and uh, I, I didn't know she existed, but she's making her living off of Instagram because she's an influencer with multiple million followers and she gets access to people. She's passionate about what she does. And that's the world we live in. Do you think that she woke up and and said to herself one day, I better set reasonable goals for myself. No, she just was like voracious. And every time she saw success, she doubled down. I don't even know this lady or her name, unfortunately. I'll probably link to that in the show notes as well. So you can dive in if you wish. People who set reasonable goals maybe have reasonable achievements, maybe. Maybe reasonable goals is your ceiling. Maybe you need to take the reasonable goals off of yourself because they're limiting what you're able to do. I guess I'll close by saying again, this morning, I felt beat up and now I've got the energy and now I've got the passion. So if you wake up tomorrow, if you came to this podcast feeling low on energy, beat up, like you didn't know where to go, I encourage you think about your ceiling. What are you struggling with right now? That feels impossible to do because it's way too far away double down on that, say, I'm going to do that. Reach out to somebody cold right now. As soon as this is over, I shoot, pause it. Stop listening to it. I don't care about my completion statistics. Stop it right now. If you know who you're going to reach out to and and make that call, make a phone call, Um, shoot out an email, hit them on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at them, let them know you're thinking about them. Ask them to buy your book, ask them what they can do to help you sell your book. If they say no, if they say that you're a C word, if they say F off, that's okay. Do it again. You will find success by doing the things that are uncomfortable to do. And if you don't want to do it, just admit to yourself that you were never interested in selling your book to people. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, do me a big favor right now. Click on the follow button in whatever podcast app you're listening on. That way you'll get notifications every time I drop a new episode. And if you still can't get enough, You can go to the show notes, click the link for my newsletter, and sign up today. I'll give you one to two interesting pieces of content every single month that you won't hear on the podcast or find laying around on the internet.